Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. We are so glad that uh, you are here with us today. My name is Mike, one of the pastors here. And how fun it is to see people uh, share their faith through baptism. Each one is, yeah, isn't that great? Woo! And uh, um, just great job and, and that. And when someone comes to that place in faith where they understand that we're sinful, we need a savior, and it's Jesus, and they make that decision and then come to the place of obedience to be dunked in front of all of us, letting us know that they have a personal faith and they have seeking to follow and to interact with their Lord all the rest of their life. It's, it's part of the environment that God set up for us to grow and to thrive as his people, those who have faith in him. Because, you know, environment is key. Uh, these, these plants, these are plants that are in my office. They've, I found the right environment for them. They need sunlight. They need water. They need uh, nutrients from the soil. They need tender, loving care. Uh, and and they, 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 they thrive. Uh, some plants need big season swings. You know, they need the cold of winter to bring out the best in them or need the hot of summer to bring out the best of them. So you were asking around your favorite season. How many summer people are here? You, summer is your season. How many of you, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, spring? Spring, yeah. Anybody, uh, fall? Winter? Yeah. Okay, there you go. And then there's, a, then there's a new season that's come upon us. It's called pumpkin spice season. Everything, I actually saw online that there's now pumpkin spice Cheerios. Don't mess with my Cheerios. <laughs> but then I went to the store because I was going to hopefully bring a box out here, but I couldn't find them. They were all sold out. But there was, did you know there's chocolate peanut butter Oreos and strawberry Oreos and cinnamon sugar Oreos? What's happening to our world? But uh, the, the point is <laughs> the right environment with the right connection and interactions with those elements of the environment help us thrive. It's like these uh, um, little uh, circular things that you were handed today. Uh, They're not a mint. Please don't eat them. What they are is they're a towel, but you just add a little bit of water to them. And uh, look, lo and behold, they become a towel. Ah, and now you have one. See, put in the right environment, they actually fulfill their potential. They actually live out and uh, become what they were created to be. And that's what the idea is, is and some of you already got uh, the application that, that is that uh, in the right environment with us and our lives, we thrive in the environment of our amazing God that we have been studying that's a lot bigger than we think that we've been studying through this Bible book of Psalms, when we interact with him, we thrive and we fulfill our potential. For our interaction with God opens our understanding to live the best life ever. So as we bring this teaching series, uh, we've been looking at the, the, through the last book of the Bible book of Psalms. As we've been, come to this teaching series to a close, let's look at four ways to interact with our amazing God. Uh, placing us in that environment where we thrive. But before we jump into that study, if you wouldn't mind standing to your feet, let's pray and let's ask God to challenge us today. I'm glad you're here. 
Father God, thanks for the opportunity to look into your word today. Lord, may it illuminate something amazing and may we do better at interacting with you as we move through life so that we too can unfold and be able to be all that you created us to be. Thanks, God. Bless this time, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat. And those of you who are with us here in person, take out your worship folder. If you fold it over, there are some notes, uh, note page that are notes to take and blanks to fill in. The answers will be up on the screen. If you're online with us, you can find this note page uh, on our website, or there's a link also that's come up every now and then that you can do that, or just grab a piece of paper and jot down some notes. Uh, with uh, some of the extra verses and the fill in the blanks, if you want to know those, if you're here in person, out these double doors to the left, there's a resource table there. There's a study guide that you can grab. Inside there, there's some, also the answers to the fill in the blanks, extra verses. There's also some questions to kind of go a little deep further in a, a reading thing and some links uh, to look at to be able to further your study. Because our hope is that you would take this time uh, studying God's word and use it as a launch pad for just even further study, that you'd actually be curious and look into some of these verses and think through uh, what this might mean. That's why on our website, we have a section called Revive. And in that, there's a bunch of links, some of the ones that I've mentioned already and uh, that are on the uh, study guide, but also there's some other things in there you might be find interesting. And there's also a link to our weekly podcast, which we go a little bit deeper, sometimes take a rabbit trail down in discussion of these passages that we look at on Sundays. Well, all through this exploration of this last book of the Bible book of Psalms, Psalms is divided into five books, and the last book is Psalm 105, chapter 105, all the way to chapter 150. Uh, it speaks of, of how God is way bigger than we think, that his word is truth, his care is ever-present, his love is life-giving, and his greatness is empowering. And our interaction with God opens up understanding to live the best life ever. So I want us this morning to look at these four ways to interact with our awesome God. The first, we're going to be kind of jumping through from Psalm 104 all the way to Psalm 150, just a few portions in there. And uh, the first is to bask in the light of God's word. If you have your Bible, you can open up to Psalm 119, verse 105. Uh, Psalms 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible, and actually Owen just quoted Psalm uh, 119, 105. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, you're in Psalm 119, 105. Jump over now to Psalm uh, 119, verse 130. It says something very similar. It says, the unfolding of your word gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. God's word, the Bible, gives light to life in, in direction and in understanding and in wisdom and in insight and in ideas and inspiration. And as we interact with it and God, it unfolds. Uh, that word means, as Psalm 130 said, the unfolding of your word. That word unfold means to actually let loose like that compressed towel, it, it, it lets it unfold. When we administer the word of God to our life, things begin to unfold and we become that shape that God desires for us instead of some condensed little uh, pill-shaped thing that, like that. And we're to let that unfold in our lives. And how we do that is by taking time to explore God's word. And that's why, as John was talking about with his all-church 
focus, it's a time to really delve into God's word a little bit more. Here on Sundays, we're gonna be talking about biblical characters who have actually jumped into this reality of who God is in their life, and God has unfolded some incredible things, and you'll see that each Sunday as we walk through this. And then we have a devotional called Rooted, Planted, Rooted, you see the correlation? Plants, roots, you're intelligent, you'll figure it out. But it, as we go forward there, uh, this, this rooted study is a great study that really has you delve deep into God's word and helps it unfold in your life to be able to discover so that we can be who God wants us to be. We can interact with God. And that's why when we approach God's word, God's word is good to ask questions. Questions like, God, what do you want me to learn from what I read what does it say about you, God? How should I react to that? Is there instructions that I should follow? Is there any insights that you're giving me of how to live life your way, God? This is how we bask in the light of God's word. It's as if, you know, God's word was a light. Ooh, come on, be with me, people. For our interaction with God opens understanding to live the best life ever. The next way to interact with our awesome God is to cry out to the Lord. Turn now to Psalm 130. Psalm 130, verses one and two, it says this. Out of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord. Verse two, O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. Psalm 130 is a, a, a psalm of confession. It's a psalm to cry out to God uh, when we've messed up, when we sin. Sin is not doing what God has asked us to do and, and, and not following God's way and, and literally turning our back on God. Uh, Jim, Jim, step up here. I'm calling you, buddy. Come here. <laughs> this, is, this is Jim Passmore. Say hi, Jim. Hi. So hi, Jim. Hi. I wanted to pick someone who looked like God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So when we, come, when we come to faith in God, it's as if we're kind of moving this way in life and then we turn around and we have a relationship with God. It's a face-to-face -face relationship this way. And we're interacting together. But when we sin, what we say is, God, I don't want to do what you want to do. I want to do what I want to do. And we literally turn our back on him. But the Bible's really clear. It says, God says he will never leave us or forsake us. There is no sin that can make us repel God from us. He's always right there. But how we, when we do mess up, one of the things that we're supposed to do is to turn around. The Bible word for that is repent. It literally means turn around. And there's a great Bible verse that talks about that. It's 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. To confess is to agree with God that what we were doing was not right. And the relationship is restored. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, guess God wears shorts. <laughs> Somebody asks, God wears shorts. <laughs> See, it's not that we run and hide in shame, but that we be brave and, and turn back to God. Um, one of my grandsons, <laughs> rowdy little young boy, I was in our backyard and I told them, don't pick the apples because they're not ready. And you can imagine as soon as you say, don't, to a little boy, what do they want to do? 
he was tempted beyond what he could understand right then. And he went and he picked one of those apples and he started picking some more. Finally, his mom pulled him off of that and told him, you shouldn't do that. Go, you need to go tell Papa you're sorry. He goes, I don't want to tell Papa. And he was just distraught. He was just so distraught. And he, uh, we were talking to him. Finally, I came up to him and I looked him in his eye and I said, you don't ever have to worry if Papa loves you no matter what you do, even if you do wrong things, even if for some reason you ignore Papa and don't really spend time with him or just push him away, I will still love you no matter what. And I pulled him in for a hug and he hugged and you know, nestled into my neck and whispered in my ear, I'm sorry, Papa. I'm sorry I didn't listen and took those apples. He turned around and he repented. And the relationship was restored on his part. And he experienced the love of his papa. (laughs) We need to do the same thing. When we mess up is to turn back around and tell God, I agree with you, this is wrong. So I want to take it just a moment. Close your eyes with me. And maybe there's nothing, maybe there's something, but if you have anything you want to confess to God in the quietness of your own mind, not out loud, just take a moment and say, God, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have, and you fill in the blank. Done this, done that, done that. And just take a moment and pray. Just take a moment and do that. If you're not sure, ask God to reveal something. Believe me, he will. So just take a moment. God is great. And he just reaches out in his loving arms and scoops us back up. And we can sense his love. Go ahead and turn to Psalm 152, here's another way we cry out to God, excuse me, 142, we cry out to God, verses one and two, it says this, with my voice, I cry out to the Lord, with my voice, I plead for mercy to the Lord, I pour out my complaint before him, I tell him trouble before him, I tell my trouble before him, it's a cry for help in the depths of trouble, it's a plea from the pit of despair when we cry out for help, we seek connection and an interaction with God, He is there, always there, ready to wrap his loving arms around us. One other time, uh, I was, we had the family over and and when our house, when the family is over, it's chaotic (laughs) in a great way. Tons of grandkids running all over the place. But this one, one of my little granddaughters was um, hiding under a shelf, kind of in a corner and she was pushed way back in and she was sobbing. I'm not sure why she was sobbing, but I came down and I, I knelt down and and all she did was she just fell into my arms. And she said, Papa, would you just hold me? <laughs> and I pushed her away and said, no, suck up, little girl. <laughs> no, I reached in and I, I grabbed her and held her tight. See, sometimes when we think and we're in trouble and we're struggling, God, that God just says, hey, I don't have time for you. And that's just not true. God always has time for you. And when you cry out for help, he is there. And he wants you to feel his loving arms around him and the comfort that's there when we cry out. What do you cry out for God for? He's there every single time. Both talk of of using our voice either to cry out loud or in our head to plea to cry out. It's the honesty. It's, it's, It's that honest, raw, open heart with God. 
See, we're, cont- we're to continue to, to be honest and open with God, to share with him how he feels. Yes, he already knows. He knows everything. But it really helps for us as we express that out. It's good for us to interact and to cry out. For our interaction with God opens understanding to live the best life ever. Another way to interact with our awesome God is to embrace God's steadfast love. Turn over to the Psalm now 107. 107 verses eight and nine. It says this, let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love. Now, if you've been with us at all, as you've been walking through this uh, series on Psalms, that word steadfast love is the Hebrew word chesed, which talks about the loyal love of God, that unconditional love of God. Let them thank the Lord for his unconditional love, his steadfast love, his wondrous works for his children and men. He satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. God is amazing and his chesed, his loyal, unconditional love, grace-giving love does satisfy It gives us a sense of belonging and purpose and fulfillment and joy. For the God of all existence loves us with an active, personal love that is kind and is helpful and is fulfilling. And even more, because God is for us and is building in us what we need to be all that we are created to be. We need to take in that love, to let it fill us, to actually believe in it. It's true. I want you to hear just an excerpt from Psalm 139. Don't turn to it. Just, I want you to listen. If it helps, close your eyes. This is my favorite passage in all of scripture because it speaks of God's incredible love. Listen, just as I read for you, Psalm 139, verses one to 18. Oh Lord, you've searched me and you know me. You know, when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path, my lying down, and are acquainted. That word literally means intimately acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Just think of yourself uh, clasping a butterfly, protected. That's how we are with God. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Verse six, it's too high that I can attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, that's the deep place, you are there. If I take the winds of the dawn and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. Your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light around me be night, even darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as day for darkness is as light to you, no matter what darkness you go through in your life. When God is there, the light shines. For you form, verse 13, my inward parts, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't believe the lie when you look in the mirror and go, I don't have this, I do have that. There's too many lumps here, and no hair here, whatever. Don't believe the lie. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret and intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written every day, every one of them, the days that were formed for me when as yet none of them were to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast are the sum of them. If I were to count them, 
they, would, they are more than the sand. Ever grabbed a handful of sand and tried to count the grains? <laughs> I awake and I am still with you. Wow. Intimately acquainted with all of our ways, God knows you. And his incredible chesed love is right available. Boy, we should embrace it, to take it in and to believe it. For our interaction with God opens understanding to live the best life ever. Psalm 107, verse 43, the end of that Psalm says this, whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. These things talking about not only the tenets of the, of the uh, life and faith, but also all the truths of God's love. And let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. It's soaking in this amazing love, embracing it, bringing, and it brings calm that we're cared for and that God is at work in us. Philippians 1.6 says, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. One more interaction with our amazing God. It is to revel in God's greatness. Take a, the last part of this, the Bible book of Psalms, verse uh, chapter 150, and look at the very first few verses there, one and two. It says, praise the Lord, Psalm 50, verses one and two. Praise the Lord in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. The close of book five of the Psalms and the whole book of Psalms is a reminder and a challenge to constantly express our value of God, to gather and to celebrate what he has done and who he is. Jesus said, what we choose to treasure is where our heart is. Uh, Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Like fans that choose to treasure their sport or their team or a movie or things or activities, it shapes their heart. As we love and honor and invest and celebrate, our heart is shaped when we choose to treasure God, shaped in a good way. That's why it's important for us to, to, to look at what God has done that's praiseworthy. Maybe write some of those down. Or, or what has God, what, what about God's character that is praiseworthy? This is reveling in the greatness of God. That's another way to interact with him. In our interaction with God, our interaction with God opens understanding to live the best life ever. You see, in the right environment, that compressed cloth unfolds to what it was created to be. In the right environment, we become who and what we were created to be. It happens as we interact with God. And in this study of the Bible book of Psalms, the last part of it, it has taught us to bask in the light of God's word, to cry out to God, both in confession and when we need help, to revel in the greatness of God. For our interaction with God opens understanding to live that best life ever. Let's make time and take time to interact with God. Will you pray with me? Father God, as we... Uh, just think over this incredible study of looking at uh, your truths found in Psalms. Lord, we're excited for all that you've done and all the ways that you've showed us that you are way bigger than we think. Lord, we tend to box you in. 
thinking that you're only what our human reasoning can understand, and yet you're so far beyond that. And one of the great truths that's taught all the way through the Bible book of Psalms, the whole book, in this last part, is that we are to interact with you. We're to like that water on that compressed towel, work it into our life to be able to fulfill and become and unfold what you've created us to be. Lord, help us to interact with you more. To look into the light of your word, to cry out to you, to embrace your chesed, your your incredible love, and then to just revel in how great and awesome and incredible and amazing and wonderful and beautiful and huge you are. Thanks that you're even willing to relate to us. Us frail human beings that sometimes turn our back on you time and time again. Help us to turn around and sense your great love that surrounds us. Challenge us, God. Draw us closer to yourself. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.